talking. How come he landed up, Yasef being there an extra two years? The point was because he didn't have the Kodesh Bochum. And uh, he did. Well, obviously, he did have a talk in Akadish Baruch. I don't think there was any doubt that we have this talk in Yosef. Surely had. I think the main problem was what do you call the Shtadlis? Now, it's even though Yosef knew he was being treated differently, even when he went down to Mitzrayim, he went down in a caravan carrying uh, spices instead of a caravan carrying dung. Uh, things like that. And then he was in the Beis Hamitri, very first role in Dr. Ferris house, and then he was in the in the Beis HaSohar, and he was always in charge of everything. So he knew he was doing, he, he doing good, God treating him very, very well. So what did he mean the, uh, he didn't have the talking? He had the talking, but the question is, you have to do something for yourself. That's called the shtadlis. And the shtadlis should have been basic. He should have just said, you know, I did your favor. And the question is, what was the favor? We didn't talk about that. We'll say, obviously, he could have switched around the interpretations of something of that sort is brought down that and therefore was a favor. And therefore, like Yomi one, that's all he should have said. He didn't have to complain that Gunayv Ganafti I was stolen. Okay, so he made excessive type of of shtadlis, meaning that you were trying to convince him, you're trying to to beg him. You weren't just presenting the case and the situation and so on. So therefore, this Ben Shalom kept him there for an extra two years. Now. The, I assume that even two years later, if it would have come out, it would have still been the same dreams and stuff, except the difference would have been if you would have, let's say, remembered two years earlier, and he would have taken him out of Mitzrayim, right? Out of, I mean, the base of Soya. And it was presented to Paro, and this guy knows how to interpret dreams. I assume that Paro would have put on his, uh, his list of... Uh, of Khatumim and uh, he, he wanted the one of the guys who is around the around the paro. Uh, how would he develop to become bigger than, than the rest of them? Obviously with this story, where they all were not able to interpret it, he was able to interpret it, and then they needed somebody to be able to uh, to regulate the the usage and, and the collections and all these things and and since everybody no doesn't know anything in it because nobody had experience so therefore uh, didn't make much difference who Baro gave it to but Baro would then give it to him because he sees in him something godless that would have been the, the normal course of events. But since he didn't, he has to come up from jail. Now, Rashi says an interesting thing. When, when after the dream, and, 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 and when Paro can't find anyone to interpret the dream, he tells him there was a, uh, an avid, every, uh, uh, what do you call, I mean, there was a, in our every avid, uh, Rashi says, like, he's trying to belittle him. 
Now, what would be the purpose of his trying to deliver with money? And Rashi's trying to say, just um, the goodness of Rishoyim is no good. Now, it, it wasn't uh, good, but what, what, what is he trying to belittle with this thing? What would be his purpose in doing it? I think the answer would be that, that he has to have an excuse to Paro. Why didn't he tell Paro about this kid before? In other words, he has to say, yeah, I didn't think of him before because he was an avid, he was a, a low, low uh, what do you call, level person. And uh, he gets good, okay. But now that I see that there's a thing, okay, so I'm, 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 I'm reminding myself of him. But at that time, I, I put him in with the, the fact that he was not a, not a Hoshua person. And therefore, that's why I didn't remember him right away. I didn't bring him up right away. Something of that sort. Um, and also, uh, one of the things I wanted, maybe, you know, the question, they discuss it, the, what, the, the order of the dreams. Um, and, uh, so I wanted kind of the order of the dreams were that the, uh, that besides the sheep that we, that, that we, what do you call it? Mitzrayim uh, uh, um, believed in the, that the, the god is a sheep. A sheep's a god. Why sheep? Why not a cow? Like an Indian, in the other cows. So I assume maybe they had many kinds of animals that they considered god. I don't know why they would consider an animal god. I assume that you know if they were meat-eating people, I would say that they, they, they call a god because they live off it. Uh, now, sheep could be because of the wool gave. Okay, could be, I have no idea. And, and cows don't have that. Uh, but milk, it's definitely uh, more milk, but sheep gives also good milk. So that, that wouldn't have been a reason. Say, but I, if I would say that the gods that they serve the 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 the, the cows too, then it would make a little bit sense the the dream. Uh, why? Because the first dream he had, the dream is about their gods. Your gods are becoming emaciated. That means they have no power, no other thing. That's one thing that gives you something to think about very badly. The second thing is is that the people will be starving. Which again, it has to do with food. He doesn't know these interpretations, but these are what made him scared. Uh, what he called the first, the gods were touched, and then all of a sudden the crops are touched, and he doesn't understand what that means. Okay, he. Uh, Okay, and how uh, Yesu interprets the dreams. And now the question is who to appoint? As they say, they appoint him. Um, simply because, uh, as I say, since nobody has the experience in, uh, in how to set up uh, food for, for, for the world in seven, 
in seven years and how to make the program, where to store it and how to store it and all these type of things. It's just as uh, difficult for the guy that's an expert, meaning in storage, in simple storage, as it is for him. So therefore, then the Kari felt quite comfortable in picking, choosing him because he sees something special in him. So therefore, since he sees something special in him, he feels comfortable to uh, to give him that benefit that he would be able to do a good job. Okay. So now, obviously, he has to get promoted. He gets promoted to run the country because he has to have the power to do this. If he's going to come in and try to take stuff or even buy it at a cheap price or whatever it is, um, you know, he has to have that power. He has to have the power where to store it and how to store it, where the land he's going to get and all these things. By having this power, he, he had to be appointed uh, secondary to the king. I mean, he has, that's, the, that's the power of the king. Uh, especially power with this time, he doesn't change his, his uh, power to the till next week, uh, where he was the first among equals. What I mean is, is two different ways of making a king. Is a king is the way he was in the time of Ile de France, uh, where the Duke of Normandy had a lot bigger land and a lot bigger power and money and soldiers than, than the king of France. But they were all dukes or whatever, or dukes or uh, whatever, whatever, whatever the titles they have, and they needed someone to run the country. That means they need someone that they all agree to. It has some kind of special seichel more than the rest of them. And he's has the interest to uh, foreign policies. Uh, what do you call it? You have domestic policies they have to have. You have safety. You have uh, economy. You have many things that the king is in charge of. And in order for him to do a good job, he has to be empowered to be able to do things where people, even though they disagree with him, will have to follow his orders. Because if, they, if he doesn't have that power, and people just say when it affects them, they say, sorry, I'm not listening. So obviously, he has to have the power where they would listen. That was the power of a normal king. And... Uh, and in that case, as they say, he was the king of Egypt, King Mitzayim. At the end of Ayigash, when he when they takes them for Avodim to Paro, so now Paro owns the country. The country owns all the land, owns all the people, and therefore I am Egypt. It's no more I am the king of Egypt. I am Egypt because everything that's in Egypt belongs to me. There's nothing there that I don't know. So now he still didn't have that, that keach over there. Um, so with whatever keach he did have, he had to have the keach of the power that, that he would be an authority, that he can punish people, whatever it is, and that he was given that authority. Okay.
and then Rabbi by Yechi a little bit. We we talked a little bit to think about this in Parshas Vayishlach. I'm not. I don't remember for sure if we did or we didn't. But the union of the the Chibi, the Chibi, according to the Medrash, Osnas is 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 Dina's daughter from Shem, which makes her a Chibi, or at least having the genetics of a Chibi, not. And therefore, uh, whatever it is, um, genetics of a chivi, right? And the the obvious didn't want to bring her into Klai soil, and um, and therefore they, they also kick around for the fact that it came through snus and whatever it is that that's a little hard to keep. What was wasn't the kid's fault? It wasn't Dina's fault? Uh, but uh, but even so. Like uh said he wanted to kill it. It doesn't. I, I don't understand those words. But I and maybe there is such a thing. The bazillion to the family, you know, is as long as she's around, everybody points there and say, "You see that kid? That kid is Dina's daughter from from that from that guy. Uh, what's his name? Shem." That used to be the king of whatever it is of the city, and and that Brazilian would be something that's everlasting, would be very hard to take. Okay, it could be for that, but anyway, they kick her out, and they they give her kamea in order to be protected, and uh, they leave her in a basket by the side of the road, and they get and it comes down to Potiphar, and they adopt the child. Okay. So that's who Osnas is, and it just happens to be Yosef is going to marry her. And by marrying her, he he now brought into Kali's soil this, this type of uh, the acting which a person can somehow fool themselves into thinking that who they are and what they are. Because in order to be able to project something, you have to be able to pretend to something. So you have to be able to have an idea how that person has to act and live that way. So therefore, that's the care of acting, and and then that's the danger. The same token, uh, so Yaakov Avinu, when he wanted to give a bracha to Chaim Menashe, wasn't able to. And um, and why? Because they will show him Yerovim and Achav coming from Ephraim. So that these are it, it 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 didn't fit with being Jews. It didn't fit with being Jews. So therefore, he uh, the but God wanted it into Klai. So we spoke about that time. Why why he wanted it in Klai? So because of the goals and so on. So. He came in, he made sure that she's the one that was going to be picked for Yosef. And that's how they come in. She comes in to call Yisrael, or the, or the Midah of the Chibi that went to call Yisrael through her. And uh, and this is what basically happened. Okay, so this is Osnas, is the prepared wife for Yosef from the beginning. Okay, then it tells us that Yosef had two children of five Menashe before the hungry years. On the other hand, Levi had kids all the way up to the hungry years. 
The riot to that is, is because we always hear Hevel born. Hevel is born on the way down to Mitzrayim. As they entered Mitzrayim. So if she came in, was born at that time, when you came into Mitzrayim, that means she must have been pregnant nine months before. And that was the hunger year. So obviously they lived together. And Yosef and, and Osnas did not live together. The reason I think is this. A king, people may think, you know, the king, the reason that he's able to have children is he, he has money. He has things. He doesn't have to worry about the hunger. Doesn't show any belief in God. Doesn't show anything else. And then you show me that you're better off than people. You're, be, you're better than people that you're not allowed to do. But if you have trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like Levi did, you know, it has nothing to do with money. People won't say anything about him. All they'll say is, oh, he's one of those frummies that believes in a God who's going to take care of him. Okay, so that's the way it is. He can have children because that's exactly what's going to happen. God's going to take care of them and so on. And therefore, he did Okay, the hunger is, well, now it's, it's, it's brought down that, and, and, and I think they're always looking for a reason, because maybe this is the reason. Um, we don't find that the people of Canaan sold themselves to Pali, and the land for sure not, still under Canaan, right? So how come and if there was a question of not having food, the Amvesta was just as ill-prepared as the Mitzrayim. So if the Mitzrayim had to sell themselves to, to, to Yosef, why didn't the rest of the world have to sell themselves to Yosef? So I think the answer is, is that the uh, that Mitzrayim tried and then I would really, there should have been enough money. He didn't, he didn't up the price to such a degree that it would be impossible to, that his plan was that he should become uh, slaves to power. That, 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 that would have been, uh, they would have had a revolution before he even started. So I don't think that was the initial plan. The initial plan was we're giving you a fair price for the, uh, for the, for the, for the, for the food. And normally you have enough money for it under normal circumstances. And therefore, the rest of the country world had no problem. The problem was that normally, why do you have, because people have, any farmer has automatically a year, two years worth of, uh, of crops that he can live off. So with, uh, with, with uh, what do you call it? <clears throat> uh, not dieting with uh, whatever would only taking a certain amount each year or a certain time and and subsidizing it with what he can buy from uh, from uh, Yasef, it should be enough. And that's why the rest of the world was fine. But but the 
But Mitzrayim, everything rotted. Everything spoiled. There was nothing. And therefore, they were forced to buy the food much earlier and a much higher, I don't say much higher price because I don't want to be up the price. But meaning that they, they, they had to, and they realized, maybe that's why they realized that otherwise it should have been a revolution when they were told we'll sell ourselves to Pali. Why would we do that? Let's take the country and then let's, let's burn the food, grab all the foods, attack the, whatever it is there. Why would they have been so, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, so peaceful or whatever it is, in, in, in taking over the, uh, the, the, the money. You see, in America, it's not that way. So why would it have been a Mitzrayim that way? I mean, they had no, they, they, so obviously, they, they did it because they, they felt they were not being taken advantage of, but they goofed. They themselves had problems. Their, their economy fell, and if their economy fell, they have, they're not angry at the at power of taking, the of taking advantage of them, or Joseph for taking advantage of them, because he wasn't taking advantage of them, it's just that they had bad luck. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, Yaakov, for whatever reason, he wasn't missing any food. Uh, but like it says, like they didn't want to look bad for the people. Everybody else needs food. They're going to show that we don't need food. So he sends his sons down to get food to Mitzrayim. Okay. They go down. They, they split up in a certain way. Obviously, uh, they uh, they get reported somehow because they are special looking people. They look different, stronger, uh, poorer, I don't know, whatever it is you would say about them. And uh, there were special reports. They came in different gates and so on. They came to power. Obviously, they gathered together when they came to obey to Yosef, and they and they were coming in together. Now, the stoop shook him here. And Rashi, I don't understand, but I will try to explain according to both points that Rashi makes. Okay. The book of it says like this. Yosef saw his brothers, and he recognized them. And he wanted to get even with them. He spoke tough words to them, and whatever it is. Then it says the next Pesach, Vayake Yesef Yesef recognized his brothers, and they didn't recognize him. Okay, and on that Rashi brings down to Pshotim, they, he recognized his brothers because they, he left them with, with beards and stuff, so he knew who they were. I, there's probably certain brothers that didn't have a beard, if it be sad case, like Zvulun, he's probably only a few months older than Yosef. But the idea is, is that uh, he's hanging around with the others, he figures that must be Zvulun, and whatever it is. They, so, uh, but they couldn't recognize him because he does have a uh, thing. Okay. And then it says a funny thing in the Pasik by Yeah, uh, oh, and he says, I'm sorry, he brings Rashi brings down a Medushagoda. 
that uh, he didn't treat, he, they didn't treat him like a brother, but he treated them. That's what he possibly, he recognized them as brothers and therefore he had pity on them. They didn't recognize him as a brother, therefore they didn't have pity on him. Now, as far as the story just says to before, that they wanted to, that he wanted to harm them, right? So where do you see that he recognized him as a brother? And then it says, Yosef remembered the dreams. Why, why does it mention it over here? I assume he remembered the dreams the whole time. Why, why all of a sudden it says, because of he recognized the brothers, remembered the dreams. So this is the way I want to learn Shah. Both cases are true. In other words, Yosef recognizes brothers because they look the same. They didn't recognize him because he was different. Okay? That's the first Pusik. Doesn't say that they didn't recognize him, just like they may recognize them. Very simple. Why didn't they recognize Jason? First of all, they didn't expect to see him in such position. They didn't have anything there. So why would they be looking for him to be the king? But he gets be, uh, I think it's first of all by the descriptions when they got the reports of who came into the town. Whatever it is, you could have known. But I want to say the second Pasuk, that makes sense because it comes if they wanted to do bad to them. And he saw he can't do bad to them. He doesn't want to do bad to them. You know, he, I have to act a certain way if I want to do bad, and I can't act that way. So automatically, he, 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 he didn't understand why. He remembered the dream. Now he remembered the dream. Ah, that's what the dream meant. The food. I'm in charge of the food. They're coming here for the food. That's what it meant. So now he knows why the whole thing had to take place. And then, so now, why is he playing games over here? What was the purpose of his games? <clears throat> I think it was that, again, this is back to Vayichi. The uh, Rabbeinu Bechai says, that uh, that Yosef never forgave his brothers. What do you mean never forgave his brothers? They lived together for seventeen years, and 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 and, and they lived of peace. Yeah, we can we can get along. We can pretend we can forget or try to forget that something happened, but it can't be. But I didn't forgive you. I still remember it, and it hurts. But I can live. We can live together. So therefore, because we like Yaakov, whatever reasons, he can live together. Or like he said, he couldn't. He couldn't. He didn't harm them. He didn't see any ability to be able to harm them. So what did he want? I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to forgive them, but he can't forgive them unless they recognize that there's something wrong. With them. As long as they think they were right, then he can't forgive them. But if they'd ask him for forgiveness, that would work. So he's now trying to make a plan for several reasons. One is he wants to see his brother, but also 
he wants to he wants them to to try to act to to, to ask him for forgiveness. That's the the what he, and I'm going to explain because of that the three times that Yosef he really cried four times one when he sees Benjamin, but that is because he saw Benjamin. But three times he went out to cry. Uh, one is when he takes Shimon. The second time um, was when he admits who he is. And the third time, the second time he admits who he is. When he admits who he was, I'm sorry, when he admits who he was, and then something missing in my mind. I don't know why. I got it. He cries uh, when they spoke to him. Yeah, oh yeah, when they, when they, when, when they asked him forgiveness in Parashas Vayechi. Why they cried these three times? I think that the three times were at the time that he thought they were so close to it, understanding what they did, and they didn't, and they didn't realize it. In other words, uh, when they took Shimon, they were starting to talk among themselves as whether we didn't have pity on him, we didn't have this. I don't want you to say you didn't have pity. I want you to say I was innocent, and you didn't say that. But you were close. You're thinking about it, but you didn't get it. And therefore, I got to continue with my, my story here. Second time when he admitted finally who he was, that you don't feel bad, they should have all that, at that moment, jumped and said, we're so sorry, we, 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 we didn't mean it, we didn't, didn't we, we know you were innocent and all that, and please forgive us, and so on. they didn't do it. And the third time when they realized that he had the power over them, and again, they didn't realize. He just said because our father said that you tell you that you shouldn't punish us, something like that. But not because we were wrong. It happens to be you. You got the power over, so you can you do it. But not because we were wrong. We were right. And that's what Yosef and Jeffrey never forgave them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I want to tell you about Yemru Ish Elochiv, the little bit of the conversation that took place when he takes, when he puts them all in jail. Now, you know, he tells them, I want you to leave one guy over, and then the rest of the guys go home and take the food back. But Yemru Ish Elochiv once said to his brother, so I just want to say that means Shimon Levi, because later on he used the lotion. Uh, when he finds the one, so as she says, that's Levi, because Shimon and Levi are together, they're the brothers. Ishalochiv, that it said by in Parshas Vayeshev, when they want to throw him into the burrow. It uses the Russian, I think, Ishalachi, we'll see in a second. 
ויום איש הוא אחיו, נמצאים שמן תלוי ויגיד שמן ורבו וזה עבודה, so again, and so here also means that, so here's the two guys who are the main guys, I guess, even if let's say he didn't know what really happened, you know, who instigated and who made the whole thing, and as far as he's concerned, to go against the one that threw him into the bar, but there must have been in the Hanhogis, generally between the brothers to him, he must have recognized which guys dislike him more. So I'm sure he must have realized Shimon and Levi were the Ikea guys. And he sees that Shimon said to Levi, you know, maybe we, we were wrong in the fact that we didn't have pity on him. So we see from here an interesting thing. It's obviously not in court cases, in a din of Bezdin, you know, Bezdin hives somebody for a disorder, for a tzich, for whatever it is. Then they decide, you know, maybe we should have pity on this guy. You know, he's begging us and so on. There's no such law. You can't have pity on the guy. There's a law, right? So what do you mean over here we should have pity? So Mashmeh could be that it, if we're still brothers, in other words, in a normal case, it's a court, and whatever it is, the, there's no natural pity. It's just a point of, uh, we, we have pity on the situation. But here we should have a natural pity because he's our brother. And we should have had that feeling. And we didn't have that feeling. So maybe we were wrong as far as that. That's all it says. And on that, Peruvian says to them, didn't I tell you that he wasn't Chayv Misa? Right? Now the question is, where did Ruvian ever tell him that? Ruvian told him, don't throw, throw, we don't kill him. We shouldn't have a case of blood on our hands, throw him into the bar. But he never said that he was, he was innocent. And here he says, uh, don't sin with the child. He's not chayit. He didn't listen to me. So obviously they must have had this discussion before. That was when always they had, what should we do with him? What should we do with him? Let's kill him. And he would say, no, you can't kill him because he's innocent. And you have to do it just because you don't like what, what happened. You can't, you can't, can't kill him for that reason. And so on. And, and, and so they, they had this argument many times before, but by the bar, he didn't have the guts to tell him that. So he told them only, that, uh, that, that, that let's, what do we got to kill him for? Let's put him in the bar. We don't have to do the actual murder. And then you see also the that means any side effects that are happening because of what your decision was. Even though Yaakov Avinu is bringing it on himself, he, he's the one that feels bad, right? But since it's a natural situation that, that you were going to feel bad because the Benisham did it to you, so then, um, and that was Yaakov Avinu, his child is t- taken from him and stuff, so obviously he feels bad. So therefore, you're, you're, you, you, you have to be punished for that because that's what you caused. Yeah. So here's why I say you turned away and went to cry. Okay. Then they put 
he puts the money back in, in all their wagon, in all their bags. And then Levi opens his bag first, whatever reason, and he finds the food and he, and he finds the money and he tells them. So the panic that they had, in other words, what is God doing to us? In other words, they knew they gave the money. They knew the thing. This is very strange thing. They were very attuned to know what's happening to them. In other words, they, if something went out of kilter, they knew that they did something wrong. So they had to start correcting it. They corrected, everything was good and fine. So over here, this is not normal. We got, of course, we got no money. But if we got money, that means God's paying us off. Why, why did we get this money? And if it's a point of a punishment, in other words, to tell you, I'm paying you off, and I don't want to give you a reward, this is, this is it. Then the question is, what did we do? And therefore, there's a tremendous fear that came upon them. Okay. Okay. They uh, so they tell over the story to Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu says, uh, "You know, he says you guys caused me all this trouble. I don't have all of a sudden. Shimon's not here. Yefer's not here. Like, what do you guys want?" And you want to take Binyamin yet? So I'm not giving him. Okay. Obviously, he's not talking necessarily in a case of practicality at this moment. This is emotionally. So Ruben answers him emotionally. In other words, Ruben, first of all, is the oldest. He's also the Pachas Kamayim. He jumps in immediately and, and talks. So he told him right away, I think you, know, you can kill my two sons. You can kill my two sons. And Rashi again says something a little strange here. He says, it's your two sons. It's not my two sons. I can't even understand what is the question. How could you kill somebody because you want to kill him? Just because you're your kid, you can kill him. You have no authority to kill your son. So what difference does it make if, you, if he's guilty or not guilty? So that's why I think what it means is that's not a. So what did he mean to say? It'll be as if I could, if I killed my, as if I kill my sons. That's how much I would be so careful that even if my sons' lives will be on stake, you know, I'll be very careful about it. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be very careful about <clears throat> Binyamin. So Yaakov doesn't listen to that. Why? Because that's not a guarantee. A guarantee with there's no loss, just as though you, you're telling me I will act a certain way as if I, you don't feel it. And if you don't feel it, then you're not going to act the same way. He isn't your son. He's my son. He's your brother. And therefore, you're not going to act that way. And therefore, your guarantee is not a guarantee. Okay, so the main show, so Yaakov Vino doesn't accept this guarantee. Okay. They wait a time. The uh, doesn't say how long they waited. The food is gone. 
they're going to make another return trip. Obviously, it's both seeming to be in the first two years. So was it a trip a year? Uh, I, 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 I can't tell you how much food they brought, but if they, whatever they have, it doesn't sound that you can have a whole year's worth of food. Maybe you can, I don't know. Because they brought only grain. I assume they didn't bring the stalks. They just brought the grain. Was your shoulder ready? It just has to be ground, ground. I don't know. See if it was ground, there was flour already. I can hear maybe there is, a, a, you could bring that much. So each guy had one donkey. Uh, a donkey can carry 5,000 pounds. I'll say maybe even more. So if that's the case, a thousand pounds of uh, flour may last them who knows how long. Because they're not eating anything else anyway, there's no other food. Therefore, they would eat the, the, the thing there. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, uh, the time comes and he asks them to go down again to Mitzray. And here, uh, Yehuda comes up with it and says, we can't go. Now again, why is he all of a sudden the speaker? Could be Ruvain was knocked down and nobody else wanted to take any authority on this. So they're all quiet. So he pops up and he says, give me the kid. I'll take responsibility for him. That's what he mean, take responsibility. Um, because, because what I'm going to do, I'm going to guarantee my, my yellow harbor appeal. Now, once you know and promises you something, you know, I'm not going to let it go for nothing. Now, with if even 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 if you knew the din that once you see, I don't know if they really knew the law. If you give it a curse on tonight, the curse still remains. That's the fact that you makayim the tonight doesn't remove the curse. So in this case, the chayim is not removed because he uh, because he brings the kid back. You still lose your alumab. So did they, was he, did Yaakov know this law? Did Yehuda know this law? I don't know. But uh, oh, this, it's not a law, I mean, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it's a way how God deals with things. Uh, if he knew about it, then the fact that, that he guaranteed Yaakov that he's willing to lose his Elam Haba means Yaakov knew that he's not going to give up Elam Haba nothing. So he will die in Olam Hazard too to protect the kid. In other words, that he will do everything he can possibly to make sure Binyamin comes back. And therefore that was that was an appeasement. Why did he offer it? Because he felt that Yaakov uh, will not be more satisfied with anything less than something where you were, where you're giving, you have to give up something of your own that will be that, he, that you can feel it, that you won't, uh, you won't goof on it. You'll take a, a bigger a responsibility. And therefore, that's why he, he felt he had to do it. But we see the care of the king, why Yehuda is the king. Yehuda didn't answer right away. He waited his bite of his time until Yaakov Avinu came and said, we need food. At that time, he presents his problem. We can't go down to Mitzrayim unless 
we have the yom with us because the man told us not to come down. But now I have to make sure you give it to me. So now I have to come and, and present my plan, my guarantee of how I'm going to bring him back. And that's the man king. The king looks for, doesn't necessarily have the answers. The president doesn't have answers. He has, he has what we call a cabinet. The cabinet has different secretaries who are in charge for that specific thing. But when they, when they bring their expertise to the president, who then decides what he wants to do about their expertise. But the president doesn't have the expertise. So therefore, you know, the king doesn't necessarily have to have the expertise. But he has to know how to use it and how to extract expertise. And that's what he did. He waited for the situation to be there, and then he was able to present his plan. Anyway, go. Okay, he gives him permission to go. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we got the money. Okay. He invites them all in to eat. And he sets them up, showing that he has this magic uh, goblet. And that's a silver goblet. And he uh, puts Shuba and Shim and Levi, whatever it is, down in order. Uh, and I guess they look, either they look the same age or or that they uh, some looked a lot older than the others even though they were younger i don't know how it is but but whatever they did he knew and he probably called them by name also so therefore they really weren't wondering what's going on over here okay okay and they gave him the food like this by Yusim Aloy Levadei, Lehem Levadei, and Amitzumayichum Yitlevadei. They gave, he gave them separate. Why? Because he gave them meat. And Mitzrayim don't eat meat, or he gave them sheep meat, whatever it is, and they don't eat sheep meat. And he makes it that the Mitzrayim look down upon him. In other words, why don't the Mitzrayim eat with Jews? Why? Because it's an abomination to Mitzrayim to eat meat or eat this particular meat. A, I'm not too sure about that. In the first one, they didn't eat meat at all. But it could be, say, certain meat they did eat. But whatever it is there, it's an abomination to eat the, the, that type of meat. Why? It's their God. So how could you eat it? So what was the purpose of Yosef doing this? Why don't you go and become a vegetarian? Or if you want to eat meat, eat it in the bedroom someplace. The thing is that it's important if you're going to rule over a country. And England, I think, was uh, did this, really. The difficulty of a minority ruling over a majority is a tremendous difficulty because they'll throw you out in time. So what does he have to do? He has to show them that really you guys are the important guys in the country, not me. Right? Your culture is better than me, what else? 
And why we call it because it's an abomination. I'm, a, I'm an a barbarian. I eat meat. So therefore, you don't want to eat with me. Right? As long as you keep yourself, you feel your dignity about yourself, how much better you are than the, uh, than the, than the foreigner that's among us, then you don't attack the foreigner. <clears throat> when, this, when the foreigner tries to say, I'm better than you, that's when you attack him. They say over that a lot of the, the problems that existed by Hitler was when the Jews, when they grew in, in Germany, being that it was a, comparatively speaking, a liberal country, and they permitted them, and they reached ranks that, you know what the country did, the Jews reached that rank. Then all of a sudden, the Jews are taking over. Yes. But what happened if the Jews would, would cow, and would just happen to do a better job than you in certain things? So you're using us. I remember Syria after the 67, 67 war, uh, they had the UN that time. Uh, days and days of discussions, and they wanted to show, they put out a video, I remember, or a movie in those times, uh, that showed that the, the, how they treat Jews in Syria, and that they're the doctors, and they're the lawyers, and they're the, they're the educated people of Syria, and see how we, don't, how we love them. And, um, of course, in that case, we don't care. Uh, if you're the smart guy, because I'll hire you for a lawyer. And the doctor, good. You can be the best doctor in the world. I'll hire you for a doctor. But once again, we come out, we want to be the ball game, and the and the, and I want to get the uh, the seat by the by the goal line, by the football game, by the goal line, or the fifty yard line, with the more hush of a seat, and the guy's gonna and, the, and it's taken by a Jew. Hey, mission right now on my stuff. You're not keeping certain things. You want to be educated? Be educated. I don't care if you're educated. I don't intend to be educated. So I don't care. But you're taking sports, which I do intend to do. Now you take, now you come into me. So the, the idea of a fingolus is supposed to show yourself not equal to the people. In other words, we are different. We are low lives compared to, compared to the people. Now, we had to obviously keep uh, the Jews away from, I mean, the Shvotim away from him and away from Mitzrayim, uh, what he called, they shouldn't, they shouldn't put together that they are, that they were, that, you know, they're both Ivrim, both Jews. So therefore, they each ate separately. In other words, they buy alone, they think they Then he tells them to put the the becher, the uh, kais into the into the yum sack. Okay, they went and they catch you. They uh, chase after them, and they catch them. So now they bring uh, the sinyan of the discussions. They say they say something like this. Uh, we're so sure that nobody stole it by us. And I say, I say, if you find the one who has Ita, you find with him the, the cost, you'll kill him. And the rest of you remain slaves for you. 
says what you're saying, that's the right way. So Rashi says, this is the law, okay, that if you have 10 people, which one is a Ganev, then they're all Ganev. Which country in the world has such laws? Nobody. What do you come here by guilty by association? Where's this guilty by association? But this is what it means. Normally, if we know the guy's a Ghanif, like why are you friends with him? Anything there. So obviously your values are, that, are, are like that. Now, I don't know if he's a thief. We all happen to be sitting in the base medrash. One guy's a crook. How do I know he's a crook? Right? What can be giving me the, the thing that I know he's a crook? Right. Well, I don't know. It doesn't count. But when I do know, then it means you all are really guilty of this. Um, it comes that you don't look down upon it. Uh, it was a case of adultery that took place in a community. And the, the, uh, and the rabbi of that community through Mavaza both of the parties until they were forced to leave the community, right? And they got, div they got divorced and they, re and they married, the adopted couple got married to each other and moved to uh, Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn, he became president of the show. Now, everybody knows, why is the guy moving to town? A new guy comes into town, where did he come from? Where did he come from? So they would hear a little Russian holly, right? They don't think it would be possible they wouldn't hear the Russian holly, right? They would hear the Russian holly. And yet, so if you heard the Russian holly, why did you make him present? How do, you, how do you do? A guy did such a novel and he marries a year, which is also when I tell him, you know, when I marry, you know, so how do you, how do you marry and 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 you, and you do it and you accept them and not only you accept them you it means that you people don't feel he did a bad thing that you wish you could do it that's my claim how come the fifties was uh, technically a, a family oriented generation and yet the sixties. That means that's right after the 50s is the 60s, and they already had the, the flower people and the hippies and all that kind of stuff where free, uh, free, uh, what do you call free love and all this thing was rampant. Why? Because in reality, they all wanted it. They all wanted their eyes. No one had the guts to do it. Somebody comes along and does it, and all of a sudden they relax as everybody else's thing. Same thing here also. We all, if we, if we look at this guy and we let him get away with it, meaning that we, we admire him for it, or we don't necessarily admire him for it, but we don't denigrate him because he did that. So then it's very easy for it to take over us, us because obviously we don't, 
feels that it's that despicable. The guy can be part of our group, be a ganif, and obviously we don't feel ganev is a despicable crime. And if that's the case, we're all guilty of it because we're mechazikim. Uh, I'll give you a marshal that as far as the classroom goes. Uh, you have the kid in the class that he's a troublemaker. Now, the reason he's a troublemaker because he needs attention for whatever reason. He's, you know, he's not getting any attention. He's not the good kid in the class. So put a thumbtack on the, on the Rebbe seat. He would light up, uh, give him a Rebbe a hot foot. I don't know if you guys even know what that means, but give a Rebbe a hot foot. And, and everybody would laugh when it happened. The Rebbe would jump and whatever it is, and they'd all laugh. And then they'd go, and the Rebbe says, who's the one that says this, did this, and he's going to be punished, whatever. It is. And nobody uh, admits it. And this kid goes over to the best kid in the class, and he tells him, I was the guy, I was the guy. And the best kid in the class gives him a high five, and he says, Yashikeach, that's the best thing you could have done. Who was the guilty party, the best kid or the worst kid? The worst kid is looking for approval, and he's getting a Yashikeach from the best kid. He's getting that approval. So isn't the one, the guy, we have in the Gemara has a case of a, of a, of a, of a, of a mouse, a rat. They gave him and stole some food. So they had a hole in there. And the, and the, and the, and the rat runs through the hole, grabs the food and runs through the hole. Then they redo the experiment, they block up the hole. And the, 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 the mouse grabs the bait. It runs around, runs around, and he has no place to go. And he, so he drops the food. So the Gemara comes out, it's not the, 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 the mouse that's the thief, it's the hole that's the thief. In other words, if you have a thief that's going to sell to a fence, who is the thief, the fence or the thief? Because the thief, let's say a guy, he has no use for diamond bracelets and stuff like that. He's a poor guy. He doesn't even, the people he hangs out with doesn't even look right. There's nothing they can do with it. The only thing you can do with it is sell it to a fence. So the guy pays for him to buy it, sell it to a fence, uh, to rob it, to sell it to a fence, to go make some money on it. Right? So who's the thief? The fence or the thief? That's what the Gemara is saying. So by us giving him chizuk, we become the thief, not him. That's the point that that that, that, that means that when I didn't look all high in the same. And all of a sudden, the attitude of the brothers becomes different. Like before, they were timid. What did we do wrong? Right? Why do we deserve this punishment? As soon as they find the Gevia in the Yom's base, in big, all of a sudden they become, oh, we're going to take this place apart. We're going to, if they do anything to us, we're going to rip them apart. And why she brings down that they look like, like uh, the whole town is like nothing, you know, it's like one person, big deal, right? What made them so angry or so, what do you call 
because they, as long as they thought they were guilty and they know they have guilty points, especially part of the whatever it is. So therefore, God has tightness to us. But they know Binyamin is one of the four guys that never sinned, right? So Binyamin, it comes out on Binyamin, he can't be a thief. That's an impossibility. So if it's a, if he is a thief, that means it was a setup. It was a setup, or we're not going for the, the, the what he did. It's not a setup. Then we then, then we deserve the punishment. Okay, then we'll, we'll accept it. We'll, we'll we have whatever what can we do. We'll try to do chuva, whatever it is. But once not, then we go to war. And we have a good Shabbos and a fail and Hanukkah. Everyone be slaughtered to everybody.